This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's On The Spot. I'm Zach Strickland here with JP Hampstead. So JP, we're entering peak season. So what does that mean? Um, right now, it doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, we're seeing some encouraging kind of green shoots in the trucking markets especially, but I mean, we, we, we don't have volatility. We don't have volatility. We've seen, what we've seen is sort of over the past month, sort of higher lows as that spot rate kind of, bounce, the national average spot rate kind of bounces around. We've seen higher lows creeping up a little bit. We've seen outbound tender rejections on a national basis go from about 5% to about 6.5% over the past month, which, right. you know, is not to the point where it, it it's really in, in, introduces a lot of volatility to the market. I think once we get above 7.5%, that'll be a pretty interesting conversation. What I'm kind of still waiting to see about is whether this is just a run-up to a holiday week or whether there's something that sticks here. And, and, and honestly, the higher we get to leading up to leading up to Thanksgiving, the healthier the true like sort of Christmas peak will be, right? But we've got to we've got to right. we've got to break through some levels to really. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think we we have broken through a level to an extent because that tender rejection rate is actually higher than the June July peak uh, thus far. So we have seen volume seasonally elevated over the spring, uh, which we would anticipate to happen. But still, the fact that we're seeing these volumes and tender rejections stay, you know, kind of at a baseline move, I think is a good sign. Right. Uh, as well as the fact that we're seeing these tender rejection rates be as high as they were since March, and March was. I don't want to say artificially elevated tender rejections uh, because we were coming down right, off of 2018. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, in free fall. Exactly. Um, we were still coming down off of that. And if you're in Sonar and you're looking at, for example, OTVIY, if you're looking at year-over-year comparisons, year-over-year change in, in the volumes, you're going to get some noisy comps there just because, uh, you know, you're comparing sort of like Thanksgiving to not Thanksgiving and then and then not Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. It, yeah, right. it, it's, so I wouldn't focus too much on that. I would just look directionally at the absolute sort of volume, tenor rejection numbers, see where what price is going to do. I mean, I think on a lot of the big lanes, you know, um, L.A. to Dallas is up, uh, Chicago to Atlanta is up, and the, those are both, like, at fairly healthy levels. You know, it's just the, the question is, is, like, are we going – is it going to be enough to where – capacity tightens where market psychology shifts and all of a sudden you know everyone stampedes in, in the other direction yeah it goes, it goes I, I, I don't know it's like blood in the water uh, when it happens yeah. you know once they start seeing the these signs that the market has tightened significantly everybody runs to it uh, i think we're going to start seeing that here in the next week or so the, the the thing about this year like you mentioned thanksgiving is later in the month but we're seeing these volumes and rejection rates go up a little bit sooner yeah, in terms a couple of that weeks cycle. Early. Yeah, yeah, so these are decent signs uh, that we're going to have a decent peak season in terms of in relation to what the season, the market has been overall this year in 2019. Now, 
I want to look ahead a little bit, sure. Um, because Thanksgiving is what it is. Next week, you're going to have a lot of carriers go offline. They're keeping their route guides a little bit tighter uh, in terms of who's going where because the drivers are going to want to get home or right. wherever they need to Correct. need to be. That's that's not news. I so, so are we going to expect, for example, higher tender rejections on long haul routes? That kind of irregular over the road stuff. That's where it's hard to plan to get your driver back. Is that where we're, we might see some tightness? Up? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, anything that's going over 500 miles in general is going to have a lot more difficulty getting coverage. Uh, you know, a lot of these dispatchers are going to have to keep their drivers happy because driver attrition is still a thing, even though we've kind of grown out of this driver shortage scenario. Right. Uh, but drivers can hop and go to other companies, you know. Now really, is not the time to yeah. make a driver mad or right. to mistreat a driver. Right, exactly. And, you know, the point being is anybody that's out there, you know, if you're a carrier or a broker in general, you're going to need to be very vigilant at this point. Like, you, you've had a soft season so far. Uh, this is now this is the time to take advantage of any kind of volatility you can grab a hold of because we just simply haven't had it over the last two to three months. Right. I mean, out of isolated pockets. So uh, looking at beyond Thanksgiving a little bit, uh, you know, something that we normally track is volumes kind of trend down. But rejection rates kind of plateau and then go back up because of this availability issue. Right, yeah. uh, do you think that we're going to see any variation or deviation from this trend? Or do you think there's something in the happening in the economy overall that's that's about to happen? You know, I think the consumer still remains strong. I mean, I think, you know, one, one of the first sort of leading indicators of consumer sentiment is your 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 home sales. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not talking about starts, which is construction of freight, but if we're talking about consumer sentiment, home sales, that's going to be the, the biggest risk that consumers uh, usually take, mm -hmm. right, well, right, in terms of a purchase. Those so the are, biggest purchase they make in general. And those are those have been fairly robust, so we expect people you know, to spend money mm -hmm. um, during the holidays. We expect there to be you know, good retail volumes there. Um, well, we also have seen increasing uh, construction spending as well as housing starts have started to come back yeah, up a that's bit. True, that's true. Uh, we've had a very tight housing market over the past couple of months, which has made inventory levels, you know, they've been contracting. So right. people are actually keeping, they're spending on houses still. Yeah, and, so. and hopefully that'll materialize uh, kind of in the, in the spring, right? Yeah. Spring, I, I, I think like late winter, actually, mm -hmm. like February, March right. is really the peak for the first sell, like, so if you think about housing, um, house sales sort of in the spring and then back to fall are the kind of, two, or back to school are the kind of two peaks of sales. Right. So the construction is sort of before that. And so February, March is when you see a lot of construction activity, when the ground is soft enough, and that's when, you know, people get impacted by weather and things like that. But, um, you know, we'll look for a big pickup in, in sort of flatbed, if, it, if it's going to happen, It'll happen in February, March. Right. So I, I, I have some papers here next to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think all of this information is vastly useful, especially for anybody that's looking forward to, you know, maybe a few weeks to a few months. Uh, but you also have started doing something uh, inside of Sonar for specific users, right? So you've got these trucking market and intermodal market uh, reports that you you produce weekly. Tell us a little bit about what's in here. Yeah, so um, you know this isn't the like official announcement, but we're doing this thing called Freightwaves Passport, which is essentially trying to do trying to you know do a lot more for our highly engaged um, community members. Mm -hmm. And so this is these are things like webinars, seminars, um, new research products, discounted event tickets, 
uh, and even special sort of private exclusive events for Password members, all kind of bundled into a subscription where it, it allows you to you know, save a lot of money attending our events mm -hmm. if you want to be a regular attendee and you get all these other benefits. And so we started creating Passport Research. We're doing weekly reports on trucking and intermodal. Um, eventually we'll also do maritime as well, emphasizing how those modes interact with each other, um, whether it's one's a leading indicator of another, whether one, in you know, the case of intermodal and trucking, or whether they compete with each other. And we're also doing special topics each week as well. So that's been really fun. Um, you, right now you can find it in Sonar under research. You'll see, uh, you know, password research, and then and then the topics there. It's really cool. Can you give us a little bit of a, a taste, potentially, of what's going on in the trucking market, for instance? Yeah, right I mean, you know, we. Th I mean, it's when we wrote this first report, volumes were still down year over mm -hmm. year, rates very steady. You know, we we, um, we looked at some different sort of. Uh, we actually have some three D maps in there that kind of combine the size of the market, the outbound tender market share with weekly changes in OTRI. So we could kind of show you, you know, the taller the market is, the bigger it is, the more important it is. And then the color from red to blue is kind of um, telling you whether OTRI is going negative or positive that week. And so that, that's, I think, a really just helpful visual aid. You know, there's been a lot of interesting sort of reefer-related tightness in the, in the Midwest. Um, one of the things that kind of intrigued us is that really the volumes that we do have are being driven by what we would consider like retail markets, like ports and inland ports, um, as opposed to what we think of as industrial markets, like in, in the Rust Belt yep. and in the Midwest. Um, so th that's, that's something we're looking at, too, is sort of where's the volume coming from, what are rates doing, what, what's capacity doing, and then, of course, we're talking to you know, brokers and carriers and trying to weave in some qualitative data as well. That's good. I mean, uh, every every year has a season, you know. Retail right now, we've got retail pushing off right now, and then manufacturing and construction kick off in the spring. Right. And that's what drives a lot of the freight volumes. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of value in that and in terms of, you know, where to source your freight if you're a carrier or if you're a broker, where to kind of identify where these emerging markets are. Yeah. You know? and the, yeah, and I think if we even if we look forward even further and talk about emerging stuff, um, there's some really actually surprisingly good European PMI data mm -hmm. that came out today. Um, two other kind of interesting data points I want to mention, if we're just looking ahead a little bit to 2020, is that the the new edition of the Coyote Curve came out. Right. They're showing an upward inflection of spot rates, you know, finally moving up, and so. They actually came out and called it and said that 2020 will be a year that's where the, the carrier is in charge, um, not the shipper. And interestingly, I was talking to Scott Warland, uh, one of our directors of data science. He's the, his team built our rate predictor in, in Sonar 5.0. He said that it's very there's a very predictable thing where it's sort of like after every down year is an up year. Yep. Like if you're if if 2008-19 say is neg negative compared to 18, 20 is going to be positive compared to 19, and it's that's a very predictable cycle. Um, this is I, I have said before that this is very reminiscent of 2016, where we had this 
It wasn't necessarily a recessionary year, but we had this soft cycle. It uh, sucked. Yeah. Like, it, uh, I remember when I first yeah. started here, that yeah. we, people talking about recent cycles. Yeah. Everyone said, yeah, 2016 sucked. Yeah, and nobody really, like, until I got here, I just thought it was me. <laughs> I just thought it was me. And then we got a hold of all this data. You didn't suck. Yeah, I was like, maybe it, we sucked. And I was like, well, this makes sense because we actually suck. But actually, the whole market sucked. And, yeah. you know, your customers are going to tell you, you know what, you're just not doing your job, except they're not telling you that they're sucking too. Like yeah, yeah, they just yeah. don't have the volume. So this is very reminiscent of that kind of soft cycle. Yeah, like a mid mid a mid cycle, like a, a sectoral recession, yeah. kind of industrials. And you, if you look at the, the industrial production data, it's being led by things like metals and mining. It's being, you know, I'm talking about negative trends. It's being led by metals, mining, machinery, automotive, uh, timber and paper. You know, a lot of things you can see it pretty clearly in the rail data, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, with the LTL and its relationship to industrial, it's a little bit harder to suss out. But I'm sure if we, you know, if you listen to the earnings calls of those companies, mm -hmm. they, they, they talk about it pretty explicitly. Right. Well, I think we've done enough today. And, right. you know, we probably won't have an on the spot next week because it's Thanksgiving. So everybody have a safe and happy holiday. But we'll be back the week after that as we evaluate what just happened. Yeah, uh, and, right. You know, the first uh, part, I guess, of peak season in general. So, and we'll have even more data to talk about, right? Exactly. All right, everybody, have a good week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.